scared my nose with Pastor Joel, and he felt like it held hands with some of the things that he's been talking about and uh, believing for us and, and uh, wanted me to bring it forth. So um, he had the opportunity, I think, to go to New York this weekend with his lovely bride and get away and enjoy some time in New York to go see uh, our new uh, Bruce Springsteen, right, I think, on uh, Broadway. So, you know, I just bless them to get away and have some time. I know they spend a lot of time and energy uh, just in, in here trying to do everything for us and, and lead the way for us, and I just want to bless them and their time away. But... Um, 
discipline pleasurable. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that I went to church and tried to do well, I tried to be obedient, I tried to have discipline um, from things that the pastor was teaching us as a church, and those things were Cheers. 
such a good job. But uh, one of the things also he said last, I, I took notes, this is all from last night, and uh, he said the principles and truth will always inspire and encourage. And I think that's really good. Principles and truth will always inspire and encourage. Well, those things in the Word, you know, the, the basic foundation of the things that we know we should do, you know, that's not necessarily that passion, but it's just the nuts and bolts of being a good Christian. Those things will always inspire and encourage the presence will transform. Presence will transform. That's awesome. And when we can come into His presence and really change the way we live our lives and the way we treat our families, I was talking about the sons and daughters last night. Our families
just need to let that that word come alive in our hearts. And uh, if we can do that, we'll we'll so much difference in the way people can begin to feel like a revival in our hearts is continuing our role of prayer. And even though this revival has been on the ground floor, it's touched. So, um, anyway, that that about concludes what I got from last night, and um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so um, I, I want to try and transition now into things that um, I was the study that I brought forward for or the Lord led me to. Try to see if the thing that I had a couple of weeks ago can kind of tie hold hands with you know what Pastor Joel was talking about, and um, I believe it will. I believe that uh, the title of it is "Reaping the Promises of the Holy Spirit," and um, the promises that uh, Eli sang about today are there's a lot of History special. I like history stuff. I don't need to do this. But on the, on the History Channel, there was a, uh, a show about the frontiersmen that had, you know, helped settle America. And uh, they were, I think the first one was Daniel Boone. But uh, he was just one of really many, many Americans that were frontiersmen that left the relative protection of. Across the Appalachian Mountains, and they pushed into what then was, you know, Indian territory, undeveloped land, and they went for the promise and the um, opportunity that America could be. And to leave that safety and press forward into that, you know, kind of spoke to my heart about how um, we need. that he has provided to us, given to us, and seek after them with that same drive that the frontiersmen had, that, uh, you know, there's something out there for us, and that we don't have to just sit here and wait to die and get heaven. We can grab heaven and bring it to earth. That's what we need to do. That's the frontier. 
So um, a lot of these notes, I, I, I hope I don't struggle through this, but you know, it's funny that uh, sometimes when That must be God if I'm quoting a Green Bay Packer quarterback. So, so um, anyway, the the idea of the promises of the Holy Spirit um, can lead us to His promises. That's what I was kind of wanting to talk about. And um, I'm not sure about your handouts. I don't know if all these scriptures are going to be on there. I don't know if this is, but it's just a short one. Galatians 6, 8 says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So, you know, we're talking about reaping things, and we reap, we can reap things from the Spirit. Hosea, uh, chapter 10, verse 12, says, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. And breaking up that fallow ground, you know, this idea that we can bring heaven to earth, that's kind of like fallow ground. Let's face it. I mean, for how long? And the idea in church is we say, let's just get people saved. challenges from the Lord. And, you know, the only thing that we, not the only thing, but one of the things that we can um, grab a hold of and uh, utilize is the Word. And, you know, Scripture I, I read earlier, you know, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. also have from uh, Hebrews uh, 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, through, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is 
Corinthians 2, 14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. I've, uh, this scripture reminds me a lot of my boss. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, but it was
instance, uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But when I studied that and found out that the word for the world there, I always thought God so loved the world that his son was presented at church was all the children of the world, all the people of the world. But he loved us so much that he was only begotten son. But the world, the Greek word for that is actually cosmos. And the cosmos includes everything that he created, this earth, and the people that live on it. And that's why this message of bringing heaven to earth speaks so much to my heart, too. Because God so loved this earth. He doesn't want us to just all jump off here and go to heaven. He wants us to bring this heaven down to earth. And... title of my sermon, Reaping the Promises of the Holy Spirit, and it's kind of based on the uh, scripture in Acts 2, uh, 1 through 41, and it's, that, that I think is on the sheet, and verse 39 says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God, our God shall call. There, there's the thing about the And um, this this whole um, verse, uh, chapter, excuse me, chapter from Acts two was given on the day of Pentecost when the uh, after the days of persecution and all the disciples had been gathered in Jerusalem. It was for the uh, and all of the religious people of the day came to Jerusalem with their first fruits. It was the time of the year to give first fruits offerings to their temple. And um, they had all come when uh, this thing happened and um, Peter gave this sermon. And you know, when, he, when you read that, even if I don't make a good job of, of, of teaching this today, if you can just read this chapter and think about Peter being a, a simple fisherman. He, but he had that passion. Jesus touched his life and transformed him that God. And the words that he spoke here hurt the church. The word tells us that um, after he gave this uh, talk, 3,000 received and were baptized. And the church was born. 3,000. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm not going to read all of this, but I think, I hope that some, in, uh, some of the verses highlighted. That's what I've got here, too. I'm just going to read some of the highlighted ver- uh, verses, um, starting in uh, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house 
And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we've got a couple of really important things here that I'd like to point out. This thing sat on them like as on fire. Isn't that pretty neat? And, um, you know, like I said, words are the, Jesus was the word. God was the word. And you allow a word in the scripture to just kind of penetrate your spirit and speak to your heart, it can set it on fire. And, um, so that's what happened to them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in other tongues. So that's what the, the idea of the tongues was evidence of something that changed them. So, um, moving down to uh, uh, verse 17, it said, He said, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I do believe that we're in those days. I think that uh, it's just we've got to step up. We've got to step into that place of passion and allow the Lord. Then move on down to uh, verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children. And to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day that were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So this promise of the Holy Spirit, the gift, for the, the Holy Spirit is the comfort. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that too. And um, so John 14, 15 through 27, talks a little bit about that later on. But it's, uh, this is a, you know how when you, you read your Bible and you open it up in some sections and just have uh, a little heading. It's not part of the scripture, but it says, This section of scripture, uh, the heading in my Bible says that this is where Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. So it's John chapter 14, verses 15 through 27. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide 
spirit of truth, whom the, Lord, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwells within you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye also shall live. At that day, ye shall know that I am in the Father. I am in my Father. And ye in me, and I in you. He that keeps my commandments, and keeps, he that hath my commandments, and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall not, shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself unto him. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode in, with him. So this word, meno, that I put in the parentheses earlier, First of all, it was uh, the word dwelleth. Oh, well, first it was abide. And then uh, in verse um, 17, it was dwelleth. Um, the word for meno there is the primary verb, and it means to stay in a given place, or to stay in a state, or stay in relation, or stay in expectancy. That sounds a lot like staying in the presence, doesn't it? That just really sounds to me like the thing that Pastor Joel is urging us to do. We all should really be striving to do. We need to just try to stay in that mindset and not let the things of the world, not let those foolish things tie us up. Stay in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Believe in the Spirit. Let the challenges of life be processed through that Spirit. That's so important. So, um, the word there, the last, the last words there that I just uh, read, verse 23, he said, we will make our abode in him. And the abode is just another, um, they just changed the
chapter picks up again with verse 24. He says, uh, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. And that's that word mene again. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you, let your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And um, I think it's been a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Bill talked on that scripture too, on the peace of the Lord, and on his peace that <coughs> we can step into when we um, try to abide and stay in that dwelling place of the Spirit. The, uh, the importance of meno or this idea of staying in that presence in a given place of relationship uh, is really exhibited here in, in this next scripture, John 15, 1 through 11. All the highlighted words there for abide, abide it, remain, continue in these scriptures are this word manna. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I am the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And, the, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And that um, that scripture is an awesome scripture. Um, it just blesses my heart. I talked earlier about how um, the uh, the things that happened at um, Brownsville changed my life. here because that your joy might be full. And um, 
think that the only way for those to happen is for you to continue to buy and hand and stay in that place. I think that the, uh, the fruit that that scripture talks about can be compared to the promises that uh, the Lord is showing David speaking concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. Of course, you know, David was one of the great worshipers the world's ever known. And um, that word for before my face in Acts there is a word called enopion, which is a Greek word, which means just to be in the face of or before in the presence or the sight of. I said unto you, I saw thee under the fig tree. And believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter, ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. There are other words which, like in the first verse there, chapter 50, where he said, I saw. down to Dallas the last uh, 
hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I know that, you know, I just need to stand in faith and the Lord opens my spiritual eyes to see those things. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to stumble. I'm not going to discount all the things that he's done in my heart. And I'm not going to try to place the fire in between my fingers because I don't have that manifestation. I'm just going to continue to believe the ones that talk about that, the ones I labor among, the ones I know. And they tell me these things, and it's real physical. there's a connection there. The angels are messengers from God. And this promise that is unto you and to your children from afar off is, is connected to that word. So these promises are, are going to be given to us spiritually and angelically. said for trying to open our hearts and minds and ministering with the angels and partnering with the spiritual beings inside of life that we can't get to unless we have that passion and fire in our lives. We can be disciplined, we can understand the principles, but it's hard in the end to get away from those hearts. But some those things are, are, are wonderful blessings. And I do believe that these things are going to happen more and more in these last days. That's what, you know, the whole thing Peter talked about is, is going to happen. So, um, you know, to just uh, begin to close this today, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, pushed out into the frontier for a better life. And I'm in front of them. And, you know, it's only um, guaranteed when we conquer fear. If we allow fear to rule our lives, then, you know, it's just, we're not going to get anywhere in the spirit. And the, uh, the piece that Pastor Joel uh, talked about in, in John 14, 27, a couple of weeks ago, is gifted. It was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so important for us to try to provide the Holy Spirit. We have to guard against that side of our lives that wants to stand up for your own rights and uh, just be cold, um, selfish, self-serving. We have to try to step into the spiritual side of our lives. And then we have to process all of our hurts, disappointments, and failures in our spirit. Because we're going to have those. We can't let it 
positions and victories, and do that in spirit as well, so we can stay humble, which allows us to trust only in Him. Because uh, we all want to be the ones that worship in spirit and truth, and the ones that do it. Uh, abiding or being in His presence not only can be, but has to be our lifestyle and who we are. When trouble or challenges come our way, will we Everybody in America, most everybody that I know, believes there's opportunity to be had. But then there's the promises and receives by faith in Jesus Christ. 